0: Sam Howell is the biggest winner following the Washington Commanders moves during the first wave of NFL free agency, but he's not alone. That and more on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Commander's fans, the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, so please subscribe or follow for free. On YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts, so you always get the latest episodes when they drop. I'm David Harrison, credential member of the media covering the Commanders for Commander Country, a part of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. You can find me there here or on Twitter at DHarrison82. And I want to thank you for making this show your first listen or view of the day. It might take a miracle to fix the damage created by Dan Snyder, but there may be a little magic on the way to help create that miracle. But first, Sam Howell is winning already as the number one quarterback for this team. And that's where we're going to start as we continue our look at the Washington Commanders following the first wave of NFL free agency and the beginning of the new league year. Yesterday, we started the week off with a mock draft Monday, reconsolidating team draft needs and mock drafting for those needs. So if you missed that, go ahead and check that out. But today we're identifying two NFL free agency wave one winners for the Washington Commanders. And that is starting, of course, with quarterback. Sam Howell. Now, to be completely fair, Sam Howell had a little bit of a head start coming into the first wave of NFL free agency in the new league year, right? Because really, for the majority, if not the entire offseason, Ron Rivera and Martin Mayhew multiple times have talked about the fact that Sam Howell is going to have an opportunity to win the number one quarterback job for the Washington Commanders this coming season. And the words competition are still thrown out there. And don't get me wrong, I'm not, you know, that's, that's definitely something that this team is, is gearing towards, which I think is why Jacoby Brissett is brought in, but I'm going to get some more uh, on that here in a minute. But we've kind of heard this song before, right? We've kind of seen this dance before where there's a competition happening at a position, specifically the quarterback position, but really from the very early stages of this, quote-unquote, competition, there's one name that's really dominating the conversations from inside the organization on who's going to lead the team in the coming season, that quarterback typically wins the job because usually when they're doing that that means that guy's got to do a whole lot of bad things uh to show that he's not worthy uh, of that position so a little bit of a head start for sam Howell coming into this but as we come out of the first wave of nfl free agency he's taking even more steps towards fully securing uh that job during the upcoming competition that we expect to happen the first thing that kind of led to this this first wave of nfl free agency win for sam Howell, the departure of quarterback taylor heineke Great backup quarterback, great team leader, great locker room guy. I would have loved to see Taylor stay uh, with Washington and with the commanders. And it looked like earlier in the offseason that that's exactly what was going to happen. However, instead, he ends up going to the Atlanta Falcons where he will back up and or maybe compete with Desmond Ritter uh, for the starting job. I had a conversation today with a couple of Falcons fans kind of asking about, you know, look, if Desmond Ritter struggles for four or five games and they decide to pull the plug on that Taylor Heineke comes in, kind of what are the Falcons? Getting, I jumped up or I jumped on Locked On Falcons with Aaron Freeman, uh, the host over there, to talk about Taylor Heineke as well. Certainly wish him well, and you know if he's playing for the Falcons, uh, wouldn't mind seeing the Falcons do well uh, with Taylor under uh, center as long as it's not when the Commanders travel to Atlanta to face the uh, the Atlanta Falcons. But the question I have with Taylor Heineke leaving: so the the story goes that you know Taylor Heineke had a contract offer from the Washington Commanders. For one reason or another, they were waiting to really finalize everything. In the meantime, the Atlanta Falcons come in and they bring a better deal to the table. Taylor ends up leaving uh Washington, heartbroken to leave Washington, goes to the Atlanta Falcons. His hometown team, you know, used to sleep on his sister's couch right there in Flowery Branch, uh, Georgia, which is where the Atlanta Falcons headquarters uh is located. So the question really for me comes to would Taylor Heineke put money over the chance to win a starting job? Because if this is a legitimate starting job competition that he's about to enter into with Sam Howell here in Washington, would money be enough to pull him away from that? Because I don't know if the Atlanta Falcons are really looking for a true open competition with Desmond Ritter, or if they're looking more so for a guy who, if it doesn't work with Desmond in season, then maybe we can turn to that veteran backup. And I think that's the situation that Taylor is walking into. You go back to last year when Taylor was kind of named the starter, kind of not named the starter. Ronderberry's still saying it's week to week. Uh, and all those things, and and getting emotional. Taylor did on national television, getting interviewed about that, talking about that's been his dream, is to be and earn a starting quarterback uh, job in the National Football League. So if Taylor believed that he was coming into a true blue competition between he and Sam Howell, would he take the better money contract in Atlanta to go to Atlanta and and presumably be the backup entering the situation uh, who might be able to come in and fill in? For I can't answer that question only Taylor can answer that question and I don't think he's going to do a whole lot of Washington media uh, anytime soon. But it just kind of brings up the question. And if that question is there, maybe it's because Taylor Heineke already knew that look, this was Sam's job to lose so much as not Sam's job to win, which is what a competition would be more so Sam's job uh, to lose. Additionally, the Washington Commanders have made a lot of moves on their offensive line. And that's going to give him the best chance to be successful. The better the offensive line is in front of the quarterback the better that quarterback has the opportunity to play. Uh, And I expect even more supporting cast members, whether it be a young tight end, whether it be more wide receiver help, uh, whether it be more offensive linemen, another running back, what have you. There's going to be more supporting cast members put around Sam Howell before this thing really uh, gets going. But for now, offensive tackle Andrew Wiley, multiple Super Bowl starting right tackle, 59 career starts overall in the National Football League, 35 of those at tackle, the rest of them uh, at guard. He's played left, he's played right. You can literally put him pretty much anywhere you want to. The other offensive lineman signed in free agency, Wave 1, Nick Gates, uh, mostly played center, but he's also played guard, and he even has tackle experience as well. So, again, potentially a guy you can put anywhere. Nick Gates did say in his introductory press conference with us that he expects to play center. Uh, That's where his snaps come, mostly center guard, but he expects, expects to play center. Nick Gates, one sack allowed in 2022 for the New York Giants and allowed just one sack from 2019 until week two of 2021, which is when he was injured, unfortunately, uh, injuring his leg against the Washington Commanders. So the addition of offensive line help, uh, again, making Sam Howell our biggest winner of the first wave of NFL free agency for the Washington Commanders. Our next sign that Sam Howell's a winner, the signing of Jacoby Brissett, because I know a lot of people look at this as a signing of competition, and again, that word is going to be used a lot. We'll see just how true that competition is. But bottom line is, Jacoby Brissett does not have, does the, the Jacoby Brissett signing does not signally move for the future of this franchise. Giving Sam Howell the opportunity, potentially putting Sam Howell there as a starting quarterback, does have signs towards doing something for the future. Bottom line, Jacoby Brissett turns 31 uh, in December, which is a retirement age necessarily, uh, just two years younger than Geno Smith. Sure, Geno Smith had that turnaround, but guys, there's a reason he won that Comeback Player of the Year award despite the fact that he wasn't coming off of a serious injury or anything like that. Simply that he wasn't playing, now he is playing and doing really well because you don't expect that kind of play from a guy who's been in the league this long and hasn't produced that kind of play. Jacoby Brissett is in a very similar situation. It's a one-year deal, right? So if he does, let's let's say that Jacoby Brissett comes in, wins the starting job, and balls out, probably going to price your way out of Washington next season uh, being a, a quarterback on the move. You see the deal that Geno Smith got, or you're going to force Washington to sign that contract. Uh, and again, a one-year deal just basically doesn't tip a cap towards Jacoby could be our guy for the future. Jacoby's going to have to basically prove that he could be the guy for the future versus Sam Howell, who they already have some belief uh, in that potential as well. Plus, Jacoby Brissett spent a lot of his career as a veteran backup to much younger quarterbacks, has done a very good job, kind of shown them the ropes, helped them study, prepare for opponents, see things on the field uh, through experience that maybe uh, that younger quarterback hasn't won't have and already spoke about being a better teammate than quarterback first. Uh, I think Jacoby Brissett fully coming in here, expecting to be the backup. Uh, And then again, a similar situation. If the young quarterback struggles, maybe they go with the veteran uh, later on. But either way, all those signs to me point towards this quote-unquote competition that Sam Howell is going to be in to be quarterback number one, being more of a situation where it's Sam Howell's job to lose, making him the biggest winner, but not the only winner, Others are coming up on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode of Locked On Commanders is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. The NCAA tournament is heating up and it's a perfect time for you to download FanDuel because new customers, you get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Simply download the FanDuel sportsbook app. It's safe, secure and super easy to use and then you can bet on anything and everything from the money line to point scores to the amounts of threes that will be drained in the first quarter in the entire game by a specific player. Pretty much whatever you want. The teams in the Sweet 16 are taking the floor on Thursday and Friday this week to earn a spot into the Elite Eight of the NCAA tournament. Right now, Creighton is the most likely team to win their matchup and are nine-and-a-half-point favorites to beat Cinderella dressed up as Princeton. Meanwhile, seventh seed in Michigan State is favored to defeat third seed kansas state but by just one and a half points giving that game the closest spread margin of all the sweet 16 matchups as we speak today plus fanduel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay so don't miss your chance getting no sweat first bet back up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on that's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more make every moment more with fanduel official sports betting partner of the nfl Again, for the Washington Commanders podcast, first listener, first view of the day. Our next winner for Washington Commanders free age or following Washington Commanders free agency wave one so far is linebacker Cody Barton. Look, he's a new member of the Washington Commanders, but he is a member of the Washington Commanders nonetheless, so he can be a winner. He is eligible, and he is our second winner here following wave one of NFL free agency for the Washington Commanders. Uh, head coach Ron Rivera of the Washington Panthers has talked multiple times about having a three-year plan, and he's also talked about how that plan changes every single year. You come into one year with a three-year plan ahead of you. The season happens, things happen, injuries, moves, issues, solving issues, whatever, what, what have you. Those things happen, and that creates a new three-year plan every year. You're now in year one of your next three-year plan, so on and so forth. In my previous career, we called that you were 50. 100 meter and 300 meter targets when you get to the 50 meter target now your 100 meter target is only 50 meters away and you got to bring that 300 meter target in closer to 100 meters and then you put your focus on the next 300 meter target it's basically the same analogy just different walks of life right uh so this is year one of the current three-year plan the good news is the previous years of three-year plans i think have set this stage up for a guy like Cody Barton to come in and be more successful than maybe he would have, say, in 2020 or even 2021. Uh in 2020 and 21, to me, it, it very much appeared to be much there was very much a a kind of a learning vibe going on around Jack Del Rio's defense, kind of learning who our guys are, where they fit best. And then in 2021, trying to put them where we think they fit best, and then seeing if it works. And then if it didn't work, adjusting even further. Uh, if guys surprised like Derek Forrest, stuff like that, continuing to adjust to figure out who our defense is what our defense is, what the atmosphere, what the kind of the message that our defense uh, was going to send. And that's what happened, I think, in 2022. It appeared to me that the unit determined the direction that they wanted to go. They fully committed to the Buffalo nickel uh, before 2022. It was there, but it wasn't kind of always there. But Buffalo nickel, kind of a full-blown thing uh, in 2022, got comfortable with a somewhat minimized linebacker role. I think that was already starting. And then the injury to Cole Holcomb really kind of uh, facilitated that. Even more, and I think they got really kind of comfortable with that type of a defense. Found success with fill-in defensive linemen uh, as well. Montez Sweat was out for a little bit at the end of 2021. Chase Young obviously got injured in 2021, so they had to play with some fill-in players. 2022, Chase Young is still injured. Montez Sweat is back, but still some fill-in players there, and they were able to find a system, find a scheme, everybody play within the framework of the of the defense, and they had some success there on the defensive line. Jonathan Allen banged up a little bit Deron Payne going big going with big packages five man front John Ridgeway comes in uh, and does some great things and then with federe Mathis coming back uh, and some other additions that the commanders have had this offseason and potentially in the NFL draft moving forward although I don't think D tackle but maybe defensive end uh certainly kind of an aggressive upfront uh scheme that Jack Del Rio uh is building here with what he has uh in Washington in, in Washington so while there were some fluctuations and the way the defense looked, right, William Jackson started on the outside, Benjamin St. Juice the nickel, eventually William Jackson is sent away, Benjamin St. Jude moves outside, Danny Johnson, Percy Butler, a bunch of guys, Bobby McCain, kind of get their shot to work uh, at nickel. So, again, not that this defense was without fluctuation, but I felt like they kind of really grabbed a hold of their identity a little bit better in 2022, and that's going to help them know how they want to function, the defense wants to function in 2023, which makes cody barton's job coming into the roster into the defense of 2023 a little bit easier because the defense has some clarity should be able to give cody barton a little bit of clarity on where he fits in what they expect him to do within the defense make his climatization smoother and better equip him for what i expect to be a training camp competition i don't think cody barton is getting handed the starting mike linebacker job uh, by any means i think it's going to be a camp competition but cody barton is going to come in, have the opportunity to play for a more clarified team, a team that kind of knows more what they want in their Mike linebacker. So that certainly helps Cody Barton as he joins this team. But also, it doesn't just stop there, playing behind a much better defensive line now that he's in Washington. In Seattle, and I'm not trying to be destructive to those guys, played behind nose tackle Al Woods, defensive end Shelby Harris, and defensive tackle Puno Ford. Nice players, good players, right? But in Washington, I mean, he's got Jonathan Allen, He's got DeRon Payne. Chase Young is coming back, so you know, helpful, hopefully healthy. Uh, see if he can reach the ceiling of his potential finally. And then Montez Sweat, who's kind of been steady, consistent when he's on the field, uh, and certainly worthy uh, of being called an upgrade there for what he was playing in Seattle. Cody Barton mentioned in his introductory press conference that he was excited, couldn't wait to play behind this defensive line, and you can see why a clear upgrade. And also uh, Corbin Smith, host of Locked On Seahawks, came out here and basically said Cody Barton's a better fit in a four three defense, and he was a 3-4, which is what Seattle employed. Uh, So if that's the case, then Cody Barton is winning again with scheme in the right place here uh, as he continues his career moving forward. However, that win could be short-lived. This is Wave 1 win. We're in Wave 2. Wave 2 could bring some competition. Anthony Walker, Cleveland Browns linebacker, According to Adam Shafter of ESPN, visited with the Washington Commanders on Monday, or at least it was reported Monday that he was visiting with the Washington Commanders. Anthony Walker is a 2017 fifth-round pick in the NFL draft by the Indianapolis Colts, came out of Northwestern, spent four seasons with the Colts before spending the next two, 2021 and 2022, with the Cleveland Browns. Played just three games last year due to a torn quad muscle, but coming into the season was named a team captain for the Browns. He's got 63 63 career starts, and he was a team captain. So we'll dive deeper into him if there becomes a reason to dive deeper into him because of a a signing or at least agreement to a deal. But Anthony Walker visiting the Washington Commanders, like I said, expect a competition there for the Mike linebacker position, not just going to get handed to Cody Barton. Who knows, maybe Jamin Davis gets back into that conversation, although I think they're kind of comfortable uh, with where they have him and the growth they saw out of him uh, last season. So I think Anthony Walker comes in and compete for the Mike uh, Cody Barton comes in and compete for the mic. You never know, guys. Fourth, fifth-round draft pick, Dorian Williams out of Tulane is someone we've seen very common in Washington Commanders mock drafts here uh, on, on the On Commanders podcast. So maybe you end up with a rookie as well. You let those three young guys come in and battle out while Jamin Davis and David Mayo kind of sit over there playing their role for the Washington Commanders. So, again, first wave win for Cody Barton because I think you're in a much better situation and you're going to have a clarified role for yourself, which I think only helps you. Uh, but that win could be followed up in wave two with a competitor that you're going to need to beat uh, again to keep that win an actual win. So, some honorable mention winners. So, those are our two winners. We've got one on defense, one on offense. Sam Howell on offense, Cody Barton on defense. Some honorable mentions here, three on each side. Running back, Brian Robinson Jr. Again, O line improvements are going to help the run game just as much as they help uh, the quarterback. So, I think B Rob is a the winner there. Tight end, Logan Thomas. Offseason comments made by Rivera and Mayhew hinted that Logan Thomas was going to be or He was speculated to be a guy. Uh, that maybe they moved on from, but it sounds like he's going to stick around. No additional tight ends. There are some guys still left out there, uh, but some tight ends coming off the free agent board. None coming to Washington and no big, you know, plumes of smoke coming up uh, from Washington either. That They were entertaining free agent tackles or tight ends. Uh, And then offensive lineman Sam Cosme. Maybe a lot lot of versatility being acquired here by the Commanders, right? but maybe Sam Cosme can get some clarity uh, and stop having to shift around on defense. Defensive tackle Daron Payne. Because he got that bag. So congratulations, young fellow. You were certainly a winner here. Linebacker Jamin Davis. Uh, Pursue the mic only. Really not a whole lot of competition being brought in for Jamin specifically. So certainly lends that in his third year, they're going to still stick with their first round draft pick uh, in some sort, sort of fashion. And then safety Derek Forrest to release Bobby McCain. No additional safeties brought in up to this point in time. Really shows a lot of confidence in what he was able to do and what he might be able to do moving forward. Speaking of moving forward, do you believe in magic? So if you don't you might want to start i'm going to tell you why coming up next on today's episode of locked on commanders and today's episode of Locked On commanders is brought to you by built bar the built march madness bracket is here we know you have a favorite built bar or built puff and now is your time to make it count go to builtmarchmadness.com to vote for your favorites lemon dip cheesecake puff was my favorite entering the tournament and no matter what happens it will remain my favorite after the tournament and if you want your favorite to win then you're going to be voting for that bar as well. Support your team, support your Built Bar or your Built Puff. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you will be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky locked-on listeners are going to get a free box of Built Bar products. Not only that, but one of you is going to get a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars and puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You got to try Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. So delicious, you're not going to remember they're good for you but they're all high in protein low in sugar and covered in 100 real chocolate so run to builtmarchmadness.com right now to vote for your favorite built bar or your favorite built bar puff and pick up a box of them while you're there you can vote every day in march so hop on in and support your pick at built.com built different <laughs> may not be Jay-Z, but Magic Johnson brings his own level of star power into the ownership group mix, and he's reportedly getting in on the mix as part of Josh Harris's ownership group bidding to buy the Washington Commanders. Rumors and speculation have been heating up over the weekend and into the early part of the week about a potential Commander's sale. And now, according to Sportico's Scott Soshnick and even Navi Williams, Novi Williams perhaps, I'm sorry, I tried to look it up and find their names uh, pronounced. Could not find it for the life of me. The Google machine did not help me out. Uh, But either way, Sportico reporting Monday afternoon, quote, Irvin Magic Johnson has joined the bidding for the Washington Commanders as part of a group led by 76ers and Devils co-owner Josh Harris, according multiple people familiar with negotiations, end quote. Now, it's important now, Josh Harris is the guy, I think Saturday night into Sunday morning, uh, there were some reports coming out that Josh Harris was buying the Washington Commanders for $6 billion. Those reports were never confirmed or substantiated, uh, so they're kind of in the rumors uh, bin as of right now. But Harris was part of the group, or was did have a group, rather, was spearheading a group that was trying to buy the Denver Broncos last year, did not get to buy the Denver Broncos, unfortunately, for him. But now he is in the mix, uh, reportedly, trying to buy the Washington Commanders. The report also, though, says... That Harris's group is one of a handful, quote unquote, still in talks with Dan Snyder by the team. That to me is very, very interesting because some of the early uh, weekend reports also stated uh, that the you know the the uh, the non-winning bidders have been notified that they were not going to win. But this report, as of Monday, citing sources close to the negotiations, identifies Harris's group as one of a handful again, quote unquote, still in talks with Dan Snyder by the team. So that's interesting. Doesn't say who the other groups are, but it's interesting to know that potentially there are other groups still in talks, and this thing is not done just yet. But the clock is ticking on a potential sale or agreement to sell because everybody is kind of expecting that to happen before the NFL League meetings commence in Arizona, which is on March 26th. That is the first day of the league meetings this year. That's less than a week from now. It's less than a week from the time I'm recording, less than a week from the time you're watching or listening. So the clock is ticking. The days are drawing nearer. I would love to say that with a whole lot of confidence, but this is Dan Snyder. When's the last time Dan Snyder did anything that was expected of him? So don't hold your breath, but maybe cross your fingers. Josh Harris, by the way, co-founder of Apollo Global Management, part of Harris Blitzer Sports and Entertainment, which also owns the NHL's New Jersey Devils, the NBA's Philadelphia 76ers, the Prudential Center in New Jersey, among other things. Magic Johnson is currently a minority owner of the Los Angeles Dodgers as of 2011. uh, They won the World Series in 2020 very successful in real estate since he retired from the nba in 1996 uh, which could certainly come in uh, to play a hand as the washington commanders look for a new stadium location and deal and and all that uh, is on the board for fanatics who opened their first live sports book in an nfl stadium this year uh just this year and is an investor in the WNBA's los angeles sparks very successful WNBA franchise uh, and just that's just the tip of he owns all kinds of businesses uh magic johnson does so very savvy businessman. At the end of the day, uh, someone with a whole lot more money is going to own the Washington Commanders than you or I is going to. Uh, So I think that we both just want someone who isn't going to further tarnish this this organization's reputation and wants to win. I think that's uh, incredibly important. Given the combination of sports ownership uh, experience between Josh Harris and Magic Johnson, and they're not the only two members of this group, but certainly the most uh, prolific. Um, No scandals involved, right? I mean, obviously every team has their own fair share of of drama here and there but we're talking legit dan snyder level scandals uh, involved in the ownership of those sports uh franchises and the proven desire to win at least from johnson i mean the 76ers they kind of have their trust the process you know uh aim to win they did tank uh to get some draft picks and all that stuff but at least you can say look at the 76ers and say well you know everything they did was in an effort to win right at least we can hopefully believe if you don't believe that at least magic johnson and look he's got championships as a sports owner uh, in modern times, so in a worst case scenario, Josh Harris's group buys his team, and there's more controversy, uh, and they go down in flames. They're also going to take the 76ers, Devils, and Dodgers down with them, right? So at least Commanders fans uh, won't be alone, and their misery will have uh, some company. Speaking of company, you've been great company today, so I thank you and I appreciate you for making Locked On Commanders your first listen or your first watch of the day. Make your second the Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes podcast free agency of the draft salary cap management and more Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino of locked on dolphins, locked on bills are also on locked on NFL scouting with the draft dudes every Monday through Friday, find it wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, part of the Locked On podcast network, your team every day. We did wave one winners on this episode. We're going to do wave one losers on tomorrow's episode. And we'll continue keeping our eye out for any Washington commanders news as it comes down the pipe. If you want to get in on that conversation or this conversation, drop your comments, down in the comment box on YouTube or hit me up via email at LockedOnCommanders at gmail.com or in the Twitter Twitter DMs at dharrison82. Signing off for today, I'm David Harrison, staff writer for Commander Country of Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. Until we speak again, if you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another, and I'll see you next time right back here for the next episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.